This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 155. We are coming to you on June 7th, 2023. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Happy happy 71st birthday to Liam Neeson. Happy birthday. You know, he's <laughs> he he's just got me so taken. I've heard, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, sadly we lost uh, a few years ago, but it would have been Prince's 65th birthday today. We always love the Prince content uh we're gonna talk about him in a second here bill Hader is 45 today nice and michael Sarah is 35 hmm one of my faves yeah what's your fave one michael Sarah? Cool... uh arrested development <laughs> but but after you like that michael i'd Sarah's have to butt? say <laughs> i like his butt number one no i'd have to say um Scott Pilgrim would be a second. Yeah, I never got into that. I just, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's not for me. So there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on this day back in 1985, uh, Goonies premiered. Nice. I think that I, title means something that. different these days, though. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, do not, do not Google Gooning. <laughs> Um, I saw Goonies in the theater, um, I think. Uh, it would have been about four. At, at four Riverview, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, I remember kind of seeing it towards the end of the run. Mm. Uh, but I did see it theatrically, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that could have been a whole year later. I mean, movies actually stayed in theaters forever back in the day. For sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then tomorrow, I, I found it strange to find out these movies were released on the same day. So on June 8th, both Ghostbusters and Gremlins in 1984. Definitely two of my faves. But uh, who who's your Ghostbuster of choice? Oh, boy. You know, <laughs> I, I'd have to say Egon. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a go-to answer there. Annie Potts. <laughs> yeah. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Slimer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely Slimer. Onion head. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Good old hot dog boy. <laughs> we are off to a smashing start here. Uh, that hot dog boy himself is Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And I'm Jake. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, Ryan, how has the the last week been? It's been great. Um, Watched a good amount of content uh, this last week. We AM saw The Boogeyman Mm -hmm. this weekend. 
Yeah. Uh, new horror film from the creator of Host and uh, Dashcam. Okay. Yep. This one, uh, you know, much less formally inventive, um, but a really good, like, straightforward kind of monster movie, you know? Yeah. Um, so definitely recommend if you're into, like, straightforward, like, horror movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, As opposed to yeah. backwards horror movies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, there's... Uh, so many of today's horror movies are either kind of like elevated genre type horror or it's like a lot of supernatural kind of stuff. Yeah. This is just, re- I mean, it's like old fashioned monster under the bed kind of uh, horror movie. I got a monster which is in my welcome. Bed. You don't get a lot of those. What was that? Nothing. Don't worry about it. You'll hear it on the playback. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also watched a lot of, I've been watching a lot of true crime stuff lately. That's really been uh, feeding my soul. Um, So watched a really good one this weekend, a docu-series called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Oh. Um, can't remember where it's streaming, but it should be easy to find. It's a new release. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's about, um, this girl, I think, did you ever see the movie, the orphan? Nope. Okay. Well, it's kind of a similar story. Um, I'm guessing that movie was based on this, but, okay. um, but yeah, it's about a girl who, um, is adopted by a family under the guise of being a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, in actuality, she's like in her twenties, and okay. she has some like developmental issues. So she looks like she's a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that was really good. Also, equally good, and this was a a movie, not a series, but it's called The Fire That Took Her. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, definitely a, a tough watch. Um, it's about a woman who's uh, set on fire by her um, abuser. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of her post-burning. So, I Got mean, it. you see a lot, a lot of this person in the hospital afterwards... And so, I mean, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to watch, but really good. Definitely recommend it for the, uh, true crime doc fans out there. Right one on. of the better ones I've seen this year for sure. Both of them, but that one's an easy in and out just cause you know, it's like, it's a movie. Not, it's like 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good in and out. Cool. Well, I still think you're weird for the true crime stuff. That's not me. I recently was able to catch up on uh, uh, a movie I believe you talked about uh, a couple months ago. Uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, yeah. I found it boring, boring, boring. (laughs) It just wasn't for me. I I don't know. Sure. You know, yeah. It was not the right kind of... It, it everybody was good in it like just 
the movie wasn't for me. Uh, yeah. A, another movie that everyone was good in it, and I actually enjoyed a little bit, uh, Shooting Stars, the uh, LeBron James story, kind of his high school uh, team story. Yeah, you heard I've about been this? seeing that pop up. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, uh, again, it was it was really really good, and uh, again, some really great performances from everybody involved. So, and uh, they, the other cool thing was they got uh, they got a bunch of little bit parts for the actual people that were being portrayed in the film. You know, his his former teammates and everything. So, uh, and LeBron James plays the referee. You know, you don't even notice it. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so it was it was you know interesting interesting content uh, weekend. But uh, let's quick uh, before we get into our new tournament, let's quick discuss this uh, SNL uh, Final Four that is shaping up here because it is going to be really really interesting. On one side, we got Phil Hartman up against Chris Farley. Is this an easy decision for you? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Um, this is a tough one. I, okay. I, I think I'm leaning Chris Farley mm-hmm. just because, you know, that's kind of where my heart is. Uh, if it, you know, I, I mentioned last episode, I think if it would have been Dana, you know, I, I've kind of split my vote yep. on the Dana Carvey, Chris Farley one. Yep. This one, I feel a little bit stronger about Dana Carvey than I do about Phil Hartman. So I think I'm gonna have to go with Farley here. They, but it's you close. know, and they shared shared some screen time in those classic uh, uh, Matt Foley sketches. Phil Hartman was always the dad. Yeah. So. Yep. Should be interesting there. Now on the other side, first we had, uh, I guess, what most people would consider a huge upset: uh, Bill Hader taking down Eddie Murphy pretty handedly. That's crazy, for, but. But we'll be so Bill will be going up against the winner of Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig, which is currently just within a vote. I believe Kristen Wiig is up one vote at the moment. So I hope she pulls it out. Okay, okay, and uh, between Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader, then that'll hmm? be a good matchup. It, it, you have no feelings. <laughs> Uh yeah oh no I definitely want Kristen Wiig. Okay, I don't know in, I th- in that matchup. I think maybe Bill Hader's just so popular right now. Yeah, I, it, he might take this whole thing. I don't know, but uh, so yeah, are you uh, are you picking Chris Farley as your winner, C- Kristen? Yeah Wiig? yeah yeah I think I'm picking Chris Farley. So it Chris Farley against Kristen Wiig I think would be my pick for the finals Hmm. and maybe Chris Farley to win it all. All right. I will go the complete opposite and say Phil Hartman, Bill Hader with Bill Hader winning it all. So yeah, I know you want to get into your hip hop talk. So let's, (laughs) let's do it. Uh, So our new tournament, we've got our hip hop rap one hit wonders, uh, We've got 24 total songs. We'll talk about the play-ins here today. So starting it off right away, we've got Let Me Clear My Throat, released by DJ Cool in April of 1996, up against Bust a Move 
from Young MC, released in May of 1989. Uh, funny, <laughs> DJ Cool did not release another single for 10 years after Let Me Clear wow. My Ale in 2006 was his second single. Hmm. <laughs> That's wild. Um, probably the most uh, popular and well-known version of the song is the live version recorded at Bahama Bay. Um, reached uh, number 21 on the hip-hop charts, number 30 on the Hot 100. Bust a Move got to number 7 on the Hot 100. What do you think? Um, This is a tough one for me. So let me say again to the people who didn't hear last week's episode, um, when putting this together, we kind of decided to do a mix of, you know, more pop mainstream songs that have rap in them as opposed to songs that are important to hip hop culture. Um, and have they been roasting you? Is that why you're doing mixed, this? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm pre, I'm getting ahead of the roasting. Um, you're Brian. And yeah, the, um, but yeah, we wanted a mix of that and kind of more, you know, quote unquote, real hip hop. Um, and you know, it's tough with, with one hit wonders, the word hit is in there. So, I mean, it's going to be, People who had were kind of flashing the pan. So yeah. most of them are going to be on the poppier side. Anywho, sure. I think while Busta Move took the nation by storm and it was, you know, my classroom uh, when I was in fourth grade had a hamster named MC Hamster. <laughs> um, the hamster died and we got oh. a replacement and we named him young MC. Nice. Um, that's my young MC anecdote. Okay. Um, but bust a move is very corny. Um, it's definitely more memorable though. You know, it's kind of like a series of stories. Um, let me clear my throat is a bit more like it's a party song, you know, it's basically sure. it's a DJ throwing a party. Um, it, this is a tough one for me, honestly. I will say it, for let me clear my throat, at least uh, when I first heard it to me, it was the only Tupac tribute song out at the time because there is the version where at the end he just keeps going. Tupac, Tupac. <laughs> yeah. And that was my favorite version. So um, I, I don't know. I, this I, I love both these songs. Yeah. I mean, weirdly, it's funny because at the time, Bust a Move had like such a huge cultural impact. I yep. mean, that was kind of like, you know, this was, I feel like every few years, hip hop made it a big bigger and bigger onto the national scene. Sure. And this was one of those songs that made it more popular. Yep. Um, but I weirdly feel like let me clear my throat has kind of aged better in the zeitgeist. Like, I feel like I hear let me clear my throat on more commercials and more, um, stadiums and stuff like that. than I ever hear right. bust a move. So it's definitely I think a stadium I'm le- anthem. 
Yeah. I'm leaning let me clear my throat. It's a jock right. jam. Yeah. Oh, it is a definite jock jam, so I you know, I'm surprised we we didn't end up with more jock jams on here, but there are yeah. there are a few. Uh, our next matchup, we've got Rebirth of Slick from the Diggable Planets, released in November of nineteen ninety two, going up against Flava in your ear from Craig Mack, July nineteen ninety four. That uh, song featured verses from uh, Notorious B.I.G., Busta Rhymes, went to number nine. It uh, was nominated for Best Solo Rap Performance uh, uh, Grammy. Uh, Rolling Stone, strangely enough, ranked it the number 422 best song of all time. Oh, wow. <laughs> but... Uh, Rebirth of Slick, uh, it got to number 15 on the Hot 100 and won the Grammy for Best Rap Duo or Group Performance. Hmm. So where where do you fall on this one? Um, This one is a little tough for, for other reasons. I think I'm leaning uh, Rebirth of Slick, or if, if you don't, it's kind of better known as Cool Like That. Yep. Um. Because that's kind of the the refrain, the hook. Um, but it was kind of like one of those cool um, Afrocentric, um, you know, artsy hip hop yep. songs, kind of in the vein of um, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, yep, um, that that kind of stuff, you know. Um, Flava in your ear was definitely just that like hardcore New York hip hop um, pre uh, the yeah. explosion of like Puff Daddy yeah, um, and all that. This was kind of like pure 90s East Coast hip hop. Uh, and it's great. You know, there's a reason why Rolling Stone put it on their uh, (laughs) top singles of all time. Um, He's definitely got an amazing voice and cadence. um, And I think that that's kind of what um, makes him the most memorable is just like you hear his voice and the way he raps. And it's just like, who the fuck is this? And. I don't think anybody would have expected when that song came out that this, I mean, honestly, both of these artists, I think when they came out, I had sky high expectations for their future. Yeah. <laughs> and just uh, did not happen. So No. So yeah, I think uh, Rebirth of Slick is kind of where, where I'm landing on this one, but it's, it's tough too. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning also. Uh, well, let's, you know, let's jump ahead a few years, get into some 2000s, because we went all over the board with this. Uh, so we've got Tipsy from Jaquan, released in January of 2004, up against This Is Why I'm Hot from Mims, released uh, just a couple years later, December 2006. This Why I'm Hot went double platinum. Tipsy only went gold. Hmm. Uh, Tipsy got to number two on the Billboard Hot uh, Hot 100. This is why I'm hot. Got to number one. Interesting. That that's surprising. I think I, I lean. Think this is why I'm hot. I I'm definitely leaning Tipsy, hmm. but no, um, I think you're you're you you seem pretty solid right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, 
I was working at Red Robin when Tipsy came out and mm-hmm. they had like a rotation of, you know, the top 25 songs of the day um, playing on repeat. So I heard this song all the time in 2005 or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, I think this is a banger. Um, kind of the same same time as in the club yeah this was yep. definitely of the, of the time <laughs> um interestingly enough i just heard the the unedited version of this song yep and way worse <laughs> i'm like oh no the the radio edit is like the way to go on this one um it's weird how that happens sometimes where like a radio edit can force somebody to make a better song. <laughs> um, but this is why I'm hot. Also very memorable. Um, and yeah, I mean, these were both massive, so I don't know. This is tough, but uh, I, I'm going tipsy. I think I, I just love songs about saunas. So interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Okay. Moving on from that. Uh, up next, we have a Deja Vu Uptown Baby by Peter Guns and Lord Tyreek, released in 1998, up against The Diddy by Paperboy, uh, released in November of 1992, nominated for Best Solo Rap Performance. Uh, did not win. Um... I just have such a nostalgia for Diddy. I, mm-hmm. I I honestly think it could end up, you know, breaking through in this tournament. But let me hear what you think. Um, I def it was weird. I never really got into Diddy um in the day. I know it was a huge hit and like there were other people in my class and stuff who memorized it and knew all the words by heart. It was for suburban kids. Oh, definitely. And I mean, that's not, I, I still lived in the city at that time. That's what I mean. And I remember like other city kids, like knowing all the words to the song. Um, but I never really bought into it or, or, you know, became obsessed with it in the same way I did a lot of other songs of that era, like the late eighties, early nineties, when I was in like, you know, elementary, early junior high kind of years. Um, But it is, I mean, like listening to it now, it's mm-hmm. like, this is a really great pop song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like bubblegum rap. Yeah. Um, in the in a good way. Like, you know, when you listen to something like Bust a Move, that's like corny 80s rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like bubblegum rap in a good way, you know? I um, just love, I love a song that reminds me that it is now the second verse and I am still listening to the same song. <laughs> it's a common theme in a lot of music. <laughs> um, Deja Vu definitely um, what was a big hit in the like hip hop world. Yep. Um, and this was one of those uh, Wyclef produced it and it was kind of they were brought on as like this is a these guys are a big deal they're like 
I don't know. It, they had a lot of hype behind them before this song came out. And then it came out, and I think that, I mean, it, it was a big hit. Me, personally, I didn't like li- listening to the verses now. I'm like, they're fine. I think these guys are okay rappers. Here's what I love about Uptown Baby, though, and why I will... Why this is tough. I won't say I'll be voting for it, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, the chorus of Deja Vu is m- maybe the best chorus in this entire tournament. Mm. Like, it's it's just really... I mean, it's a really long chorus. And it's just really it's really fun he kind of goes through all the boroughs and talks about how they're all so great but the bronx is like where it's all at and that's where it all started you know Mm -hmm. um but um the other thing too that makes this uh tough to vote against for me is it samples one of my favorite songs of all time black cow by steely dan Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Now, when you say okay rappers, do you mean like they're from Oklahoma? I do, yes. <laughs> uh, up next, so I love what you did here. We got our ass matchup here. Mm-hmm. We've got Rump Shaker from Rex and Effects, released in August of 1992, going up against My Neck, My Back from Kia. Is it Kaya or Kia? You know, I'm not sure. Released in uh, April of 2002. Um, I love a song about eating ass. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) There aren't enough. (laughs) Uh, Went to number 42 on the Hot 100, but went to number four in the UK. So Hmm. big, big success. They love eating ass in in great places. Yeah. I mean, how else can you expect? How else can you explain Shepherd's Pie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was two bangers in a row. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... I honestly don't know who won that one. (laughs) If if we were on At Midnight right now, they'd be in a real quandary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rump Shaker went to number two. (laughs) I hate you so much. Uh, Never made it to number... Sat at number two for weeks. Do you know what uh, song it just could not get past? No. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh, it makes otherwise, sense. Otherwise, Rump Shaker would have been a number one hit. Um, yeah, obviously, this is uh, this is a tough tough one for me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Rump Shaker, I'm sure it wasn't original, but I will say one of the great sax lines of all time. <laughs> It's careless whisper level sax line. Um, but another song about ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the I love Rump Shaker. Um, Pharrell also uh, of the Neptunes. Part of of the Neptunes also uh, involved in Rex and Effect and in this song. Um, okay. But uh, Rump Shaker, awesome song, booty anthem. My neck, my back. 
I think might have to take it though for me. Even though it wasn't really like part of Is my generation. <laughs> like, you might have to take it. <laughs> I, I uh, like re-listening to both of these songs now. Did you just say lick re-listening? Uh, I don't know. Um, re, re-listening to these songs now. Um, I think My Neck, My Back is way better. Okay. I think Rump Shaker's kind of just like it's got a really, really great beat. I think it's just kind of a fine song overall. My neck, my back is like kind of um like watershed. I mean that there are a lot of people that came before Kia um mm. who did this kind of like really extreme horny female mm-hmm. rap. Yeah. Um but this was one of the biggest ones for sure. And this is one of the ones that, um, you know, persists in pop culture the most. And I mean, anytime anybody says my neck, I mean, everybody in their head goes my back, my pussy, my crack. Yeah. You know, um, she just wants you to go to Scotland yard. I just figure that's what they call eating ass in Great Britain. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, this is tough. But I'm going my neck, my back. Gotcha. Uh, I think I am also. So uh, our next matchup here, we have uh, "It Takes Two from Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, released in June of 1988. Uh, did well in our in our uh, just overall one hit wonders uh, tournament uh, up against Teach Me How to Dougie, released by Cali Swag District in April of 2010, based on the dance to the song by rapper Lil Will, My Dougie. Um, yeah, neither of these were huge chart performers. Uh, it takes two getting to 36. Teach me how to Dougie 28. Um, but it takes two went platinum. Uh, I, they, so uh, teach me how to Dougie gets played on our Muzak at work. And I don't know, maybe it's because I hear it too much, but it is, it's not one of my favorites. This is, this is easy for me. It's, it takes two, but how are you feeling? Yeah, I think I'm leaning the same way. Um, I think Teach Me How to Dougie is okay. It Takes Two is kind of a classic, though. I Mm -hmm. think that's definitely one of those songs that really brought hip-hop to the mainstream in the 80s, in the, you know, mid-80s. And it's got... There was a point in the mid-80s, and it even reached... um, some surprising targets like NWA, mm-hmm. but um, the whole say no to drugs thing um, <laughs> penetrated every culture, including hip hop. <laughs> and it's really weird to be listening to a hip hop song. And in it takes two, um, Rob Bass says, I don't smoke Buddha. I can't stand cess. So, uh, yeah, he's vehemently anti-weed, hmm. which I find Straight very edge. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he's got those X's on his hands. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, Spike but collar. In spite of that, I still think <laughs> it, it takes two as a classic, and I think it's going to win and should win. Right on, right on. A uh, couple more matchups to get to today. Uh, next we have Whoop, there it is, from Tag Team. How can you not remember that song? Uh, up against I Got a Man from Positive K. Um, these were released about a year apart. Whoop, there it is, May 93. I Got a Man, December 92. Uh, Whoop went to number two. I Got a Man went to number 14. Um... I don't know. I just don't. I, I mean, I know we've discussed Whoop There It Is in depth in the past. I, I really don't have much to, to say about these songs. I, I, I don't really feel strongly in one way or the other. Yeah, I remember. I definitely think Whoop There It Is is just fine. Like, yeah. I would say bad to fine. I, I would kind of put this in the same... Um, I don't know. I'd kind of put this in the same area as like bust a move i mean it's definitely more it's closer to like you know modern rap than bust a move which was more like corny story song right um where whoop there it is is more about like braggadocious kind of just like rhyming bar to bar whatever um I'll tell you what, seventh but, grade, seventh grade Jake and his adjustable basketball hoop loved Whoop There It Is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With their baggy basketball shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one. Yep. <laughs> no fear. Oh, lots of no fear. Yeah. Um, I got a man. I got a man I kind of love. I didn't I, love it in the day, but. The more I hear it now, I'm like, this was a a banger track. And it was, you know, kind of an interesting concept for a song where you've got the he said, she said, back and forth kind of thing. I think it's pretty awesome. I'm definitely going, I got a man here. You know, he did Um, both voices. No. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. That's fucking yeah. wild. No, I was no. just about to say, I don't know why they didn't mention the uh, female vocalist of the song, but that makes sense. Yep. Uh, studio technology. Hmm. So. That's wild. One thing, too, um, I, we didn't mention this because he had a few other hits, but um, another, um, you know, 90s hip-hop one-hit wonder um, Neil Patrick Harris actually had a big hit um, with Teach Me How to Doogie. Um, I don't know if you remember that one. I thought it was Teach Me How to Do Heart Surgery. <laughs> oh, I, boy. I, I think I won that one. Yeah. Uh, our final. <laughs> they, our final. That, it was a Go low ahead. bar. but. <laughs> That was some low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Speaking of fruit, we have cantaloupe. No, I'm sorry. It's cantaloupe. <laughs> uh, from Us 3, uh, released in January of 1993, up against Panda from Designer, uh, released in December of 2015. I found out an interesting fact. Uh, 
Cantaloupe was in the Super Mario Brothers movie back in 1993. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out how they would work that song into the movie. But yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, went to number nine on the Hot 100. Panda went to number one. Had no idea. Yeah, but, it was huge. Yeah, I, I know. There, I've got a couple of work associates that absolutely love that song, but I don't know. It's never, it's never struck me. I, I'm going Cantaloupe here, but uh, how are you feeling? Um, you know, growing up, Cantaloupe was one of my favorite songs, and I, um. Yeah, it, 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 I, I knew every word to it, back to front. I love the, like, jazziness of it as somebody who kind of grew up liking jazz. Um, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. However, Panda is, like, one of the best beats, I think, of the last 10 years. Okay. And... I absolutely love this song, even though it's kind of hard to understand the lyrics because he's kind of one of those like in the vein of like future. Um, he's kind of hard to understand. He's kind of mumble mouth. Um, but I love this song so much. And it's just such like a weird concept for a song, like saying, um, that this white BMW car looks like a panda. <laughs> yep. And the black BMW car looks like a phantom. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's, uh, but yeah, no, I, I love Panda. <laughs> I've listened to it like a thousand times and I am voting Panda here. This is what? also the most recent. I think this is kind of representing modern hip-hop essentially on this on this tournament yeah it's definitely our most recent i mean of of the songs we're talking about today and i I think you are correct of the entire tournament so and maybe that's why i i'm just such a nostalgia person that Mm. it hasn't uh hasn't sat with me long enough so yeah but uh no i think uh, it again it's we obviously got some big big songs to get to next week but um I, I I think this is a very wide open tournament, you know, very, uh, any, really anything could take this. So, yeah, I agree. I'm really curious to see where it goes. Ryan shakes his head as this, as if this is not an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I have for this week. Anything uh, else from you, buddy? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, for everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Can I get some shepherd's pie? (laughs) 